welcome to Blaze and Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I've got my sidekick, my 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 good friend, my fellow talk show host, and uh, we're here to just talk football. How you doing, Michelle? Hey, I am football ready, ready for these games tonight. This week is going to be crazy because we got two games tonight, which I don't even know who's playing tonight. Can you look that up real quick while I finish? Um, I what I do is I tend to follow the Fox NFL coverage. And they have a really great breakdown of the updates um, in terms of the teams. Yeah, they're really Um, good about that. They really are. And so if you just give me a moment here and I can confirm because I can't tell you right off the top of my head either. But I do know that we've got several, several teams playing i think we have a doubleheader tonight and then we have two teams playing tomorrow night so wh- while you're looking at yeah, that four. Wow, yeah um yeah because of the the pushback yep 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 and but i want to talk about um well i'm going to lead into while you're looking that up oh man oh man oh man what a crazy couple of weeks it has been in the game of uh football in the nfl you know any given sunday let's talk about uh, the three teams that we don't really talk about. And then I'm going to, I want to uh, uh, touch on a couple other things because some things happen that you would not expect. Like the, the Patriots gets, get their butts handed to them in a shutout. Or no, I'm sorry. Tampa Bay got their butt handed to them in a shutout. Oh, oh and so- Brady was not happy about that from what <laughs> I'm reading. <laughs> I mean, they just got their, their tail handed to them. And what happened to the Cardinals? They got turned into Lions out. Good God, 12 to 30. I can understand a loss to the Rams. That was, you know, they're a well uh, coached team. They, you know, you knew they were going to have a chip on their shoulder because the last time the Cardinals played them, they pushed them around and bullied them on the field. And I, and I can understand why they lost that game. Okay. One loss to the Rams. Okay. But then you're going to tell me you're going to go and cough up a game to a team that is one 11 and one. Excuse me. What was that? I didn't watch that game, but I can tell you um, from the coverage and what I've heard, everyone's kind of stunned. Believe me, so was I, because I expected them to walk out, establish domination on that line of scrimmage. I expected them to establish themselves. I expected Kyler Murray for crying out loud. You got in the red zone at least three times and you couldn't punch it in but once. I mean, I mean, and, and, and then, and then, and then there's the issue with the coaching. Okay. Cliff Kingsbury, first time going down, you know, your team is acting, is not playing at on all cylinders. And you decide to go for it on fourth down instead of taking the points when you were only down by two scores, 10 to nothing. Why didn't you just take the field goal? At least you would have been closer. What is kind of the coach saying? I mean, what, what is, what has transpired? You know, from, you know, you were talking about just lots of turnovers more. What, what do you think? So when I was watching, okay, when I watched the Rams and then I, I, first of all, the only thing I could figure based on what I saw and what I was hearing is they came out flat in both games. Like it was almost like they were a limp dog. Like they just didn't have the energy. Even uh, the sideline reporter was talking about it. Like there was no energy in this team. Well, the question I have is what are they doing? 
are they practicing or I you know, are they just getting okay? I would assume. I mean, I mean, because I know they work hard. I I hear it, you know, but you know, I don't know what is what changed. I don't know what is going on mentally because this wasn't a fundamentals issue. They know how to play. That is clear. Okay. And now they sit at 10 and four, the same record um, as the Rams. In my mind, this comes back to the quarterback. Kyler has got to take this team and go, we are better than this. We cannot lose these kind of games because we know we're better. But see, the thing is, the other thing that was being brought up is they did this last year where they got this close to getting into the playoffs. And then they coughed up the last three games and missed it by, and missed the playoffs. Oh, geez. I sure hope this isn't a deja vu with That's them. That's exactly what, what uh, the commentators were saying. Like, is this like, I, you know, we still have three games left. And I'm thinking, oh, God, not again. Not again. <laughs> you know? Um, and then I started looking on Twitter and um, Doug Franz, who used to actually do some sports casting, he made, or no, it was another guy that I follow. He made the comment. He said, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl as good as they are, Cliff Kingsbury should not keep his job. It, it, I mean, if they, if they don't even make the playoffs, I would strongly ask myself, do we want to keep Kingsbury? Is this a coaching problem? I don't think it's a player's problem, at least to a degree. I mean, obviously, they got to go out and they got to perform on the field. Well, yeah, it's kind of a culmination of all of their coaching. But I mean, I just, when did they play again? When did they play again? Do they you know? play, actually, they play on Christmas Day and they play the Indianapolis Colts, who has Jonathan Taylor, who loves to tear up defenses, which is a serious, because um, he's a running back and the Cardinals, for the life of them, cannot stop the run. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I mean, you're handling it well for the you know commitment level that you have with this team. I mean, for me, I'm still kind of figuring out what went wrong. I mean, I didn't watch the game because I, I wish I could have watched the game, but I had other things going on. Okay, so the first quarter, they get shut out 10 to nothing. And they had under 20 yards rushing or something like that, if I remember right. It was like 20 or 30. I don't remember the full stat. And I'm sitting there going, okay, quit trying to run the running back, throw the ball. Okay. So that he finally starts throwing the ball. And then the, the throws were like off target, like really high. And they had, and then, and then the stat that really hit me, you have as many penalties as you have rushing, rushing attempts. I, I was just like, is this really the way we're going to start out playing against this team? Now you've given the Lions a, a second win? Really? I was hoping that I would see something different with the Broncos. <laughs> they lost. Uh, yes, I, I am very much aware. And our quarterback decided he wanted to take an airborne dive on his head. Which, by the way, I haven't heard anything new in terms of his injury. I did do... Some checking, but I've not heard. He is in the hospital, right? The last I heard, he was taken to the hospital uh, and he had movement of all his extremities. I will say this, however, um, the backup guy uh, for Denver, uh, I have his name on my, on the tip of my tongue, 
not Colt McCoy. That's that's Cardinals. Yeah, that's yeah for for Broncos. Um, I don't know who it is off the top of my head. We talked we talked about him in a previous episode too. Uh, because you were you were yeah, I can't remember, but I will say this: he put out a good showing from what I saw. He was making his throws. Well, usually backup quarterbacks they have the their veterans or they have an experience level that they can come in and just hit what they need to hit. But I'll tell you what, I was listening to that game. And then when um, Teddy Bridgewater, he went diving because they needed the first down. They needed five yards for a first down. And he, he ran the ball and he dove into the air and he came down on his head. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, that's not a normal injury. That's not like, OK, the guy tweaked his knee. Uh, okay, they're gonna help him off. No, they were they scratched, they taped him down. They would not let him move, and then they they put him on a stretcher and wheeled him off the field. Yeah, he's that's scary. Those head injuries are really really scary. Yeah, and, and I mean, because I'm thinking, oh my god, is he gonna? Is he? Is, is he? You know, what do you do with that? You know. Well, and it also probably really threw the team off. I mean, if he didn't, and they probably wouldn't have lost. But with that transpiring, I mean, that really does affect the mental health of your teammates. You know, we we saw that in that one game where that one player also had another injury and was taken off the field and he was convulsing in his hands. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, it really threw that team off. I cannot... You know, we're going through these teams and I can't keep them all straight. But that one particular player, I think his name was Donald. You know, we were talking about watching that. And um, that was when I think the Chiefs were playing that team. And I mean, it just was very upsetting to that team, you know, when that happened. You really, even if you're the opposing team, you don't want to see a player that get that hurt. You don't want to see a player get hurt. You know, I can say this. Um, the other the other team that, that was playing the the uh, Broncos, they they rallied around the you know, and they supported, and it was just. But I was like, you know, and 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 I was hoping they came this close to. I mean, they lost it by like one point, and they fumbled it, and yeah, I was just like, wow. Now, Teresa, is it Drew Locke? Yes, thank you. Okay, so yeah, so I had heard Drew Locke was moved into the backup quarterback position, but I wanted to validate. I believe, yes, that, that was the case, yes. Okay, all right. So, because he was, you know, the quarterback and they moved him into that role, but I wasn't sure that at that point, because these teams trade, you know, their players and they do it sometimes in the middle of the season or they'll do it right after a game. Yeah, I, 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 and we just had that happen early in the season with the cards with Zach Hurts. He played, right? Who we're going to feature? Right, right, right. And he played as a, a a Philadelphia Eagle, and then all of a sudden you find out, and he plays on Thursday night, and and you're like, okay, is this wait? This guy's coming to Arizona, dude. I mean, you know, and uh, and we know, had that with a veteran coming on um, on the Chiefs side who was really up their whole game and helped the, the whole defense team. So, you know, those types of things. Well, case, case in point, Von Miller leaving the Broncos and going to the Rams. And I'm thinking they don't. Oh, yes, need, I know. 
they I don't like, need him. Yeah, I'm like, they don't. We don't need that. We don't need him in the NFC. Go back to the, the bottom. I'm, like, I'm like, go back to the AFC. Go, go, go pound on them for a while. <laughs> yes, I heard his name a lot uh, when I was watching that game, and it was so strange because you know I'm used to Von Miller and the Broncos. You know, so it takes a while to. I mean, I can only imagine it would be like, you know, the brand, you know, that we are building with our show, and then all of a sudden us jumping into another brand. I mean, I'm sure that some of our listeners are like, uh, oh, Teresa's with Unresolved Life, Michelle's with Altered Story Show. Uh, how did they get to Blaze and Batch? <laughs> you know, um, it's just a because, different. Because- I'll tell you how we're crazy enough to uh, uh, do a podcast. That's how. <laughs> oh, I think it's just sometimes you have to expand your wings and yeah. let people kind of keep keep them guessing as to what it is that you You're know, doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it's it was totally a god thing. Um, oh, for God's glory, right? It really, it really was. Um, I, I have, you know, and I. I never thought, and it was, it was so funny, you know, I, and I mentioned this before, but, and I might've mentioned it on mic, but like my husband commented to me, I never thought we'd be doing a sports show. And I, and I just kind of went, neither did I. <laughs> you know? Well, like, and it's interesting because um, I, I think truly that people do love the whole sports, you know, and competitive watching you know, talent, athleticism, rooting for a team, bringing community together, you know, and, you know, it does so much for a community, I think, too. It really does. Like, you know, for example, I was, you know, I was kind of, after my football games went to the, <laughs> I was like, all right, I had enough. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> so I went and I watched my sons, and they put a hurt on the Charlotte Hornets, and I was okay with that. Trust me, they got the highest point total in the season, 131, and I'm like, now that's how you win a game. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but see, you had a couple of teams, and one was on a high. You know, doing its thing, doing their thing, and the other team is kind of struggling along, and it just makes it interesting. We kind of touched on the Broncos. We're praying that uh, we're praying that Bridgewater from the Broncos gets he, he heals because that was that was a very scary injury. Yes, I'm sure it was very scary for him too, and all. Yeah, it's definitely not something a quarterback, you know, when you get a head injury like that, you know, Mahomes went through a pretty bad concussion, you know, well, well, I mean, you never want to see anyone hurt in the NFL, but inevitably there are injuries and, you know, there's bad injuries. It's known like Wolf calls it, uh, Ron Wolfie, he calls it the blood sport. And I think there's some truth to that because... It's a very violent game. It's, 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 it's you line up on the line of scrimmage and you force the man across from you to back up or go down. Yeah, it's pretty physical. It's physical strength and it's mental strength and all of that combined. And, and then, and you then know. you've got, and then you've got this guy in a pocket surrounded by other guys and he has to see down that field and find his open man while, by the way, dodging the opposing opponent who wants to knock him on his butt. It's definitely all a team effort. And, 
you know, you can have an off day like the Cardinals, I mean, and then the Broncos with the, now, did you actually watch that play where um, the Broncos quarterback got hurt? I did. Yes. What transpired there? So he, they were a few yards shy of the first down. He was trying to get the first down and they, they, they ran a, a, it was either a quarterback sneak or a draw, but it was a, it was a play designed for the quarterback and he ran and he launched himself into the air and he came. And when I, I, my mouth was like, Oh God, father be with him right now. And that, and you know, like it just, it just took the breath out of you. Like game aside. Oh, father. You know, so yeah. Well, it's good that you know he is not going to be permanently injured. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, and I don't know if the other guy that we were watching that got hurt on that team. I believe it was was it the Rams team or the Chargers? It, but he, I think it was the Chargers. I have not heard yet. The full impact that injury had, but he, I mean, it's pretty scary too. When you, nobody wants to see, you know, no way, no way, no way. Yeah, but I mean, it's just we're going to continue to see these kinds of injuries off and on. So it's just how do you recover from them? I mean, you know, well, we'll definitely be continuing to pray for him too. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Michelle. What yeah, do you want we, these games? Do you want these games? Yes. Let's let's hear the games. Let's hear the games, and then and then I want you to give me a uh, a update on the Chiefs and what they did. Uh, Monday night, which is tonight when we're recording, the Raiders are playing the Browns. That is going to be five p.m. Eastern time. Okay, and then the Vikings are playing the Bears, and that's going to be at eight fifteen. Eastern time on those two. I think I'm going to go. Ooh, man, that Raiders. Well, those, the Raiders and the Browns were originally slated to play on Saturday uh, ending. Yeah. Because of that spike in COVID. Right, right, right. But I think in that game, I think I'm going to call Raiders. I'm going to say the Raiders are going to take it. Uh, I think Cleveland is just, they're good, but I'm not sure how they're going to match up. Uh, The Vikings and, uh, uh, who are they playing? Vikings and Bears. Bears? Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm going to, I think Vikings. I'm going to go with Vikings. And I'm also going to go with you on the Raiders. So I'm going to, I agree with you on that. And I know the Rams, Seahawks, and Washington Eagles games were also pushed back um, to Tuesday. Okay. So let's look at that. Rams, Seahawks. I'm actually going to, yeah, Rams, definitely. I don't think Russell, I mean, I don't like the Seahawks. I mean, we could, anything can happen, but But with what we know. Yeah, this is just gut. And then who is it? Washington Washington and the Eagles. I think I'm going to go Washington. Okay, I'm going to go the Eagles. Hmm, interesting. We'll have to see how well we do. Um, I think Washington, they they seem to be playing relatively decent. I mean, what's the record? Um, I haven't followed the Washington um, team at all. The and they are the Redskins these days, right? Or did they change their name? No, we don't have. The, a, they don't have a name. They're just known as the uh, Washington Football Team. Although I'm sorry, they are the Redskins until they change it. But you know, you well, know. I thought there was some controversy around their name. 
There is, and that's why they're known as the Washington football team. Because that's of, Washington. Exactly. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, oh God, I don't want to get into that. Um no, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> I just, no. um, so so do we want to talk Chiefs? I do. Tell me about the Chiefs. Well, hey, all I can say is that the Chiefs are really making uh, a consistent effort to win their games. And Mahomes is still playing in the pocket more, and that's making a difference. And, you know, that last game was, oh, my gosh, so intense. That was so intense. Both teams were just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth playing. I, I remember uh, I'm sitting there watching going, oh, oh my God, my heart's going to come out of my chest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the most entertaining game I think I have watched this season. And I again, there's been other games, but I mean, I'm following the Chiefs, of course, because of my hometown team and everything else too. But Kelsey's play, oh my gee. Are you talking about the one where he got 45? Yeah. I, that was yeah, that game. That, oh, God, that was so good. And you're just I mean, going, it was so phenomenal to see him play that way and to see how, you know, Mahomes and him were really, you know, they were definitely they were dialed you know, in. tracking. Yeah, they were, they were playing their best. Um, and that was good, too. And I struggled a little. I struggled a little. You know, through that game, it's wondering whether or not they were going to be able to win. Because because the Chargers kept having it. They answer. were coming right back. Right. And and I got to give it up to the Chargers defense. Oh, my goodness. They played they, real hard. They yes. they were playing uh, uh, knuckleball. I mean, it was just lay it on the line. We're going, we're coming after you. We're going to put a hurt on you. That was their style. And they played well, but they didn't win because they made some poor choices in terms of when they should have taken a field goal instead of trying to drive it down. Wasn't that the game where the coach decided to go for fourth down four consecutive times? If I remember right, it was four times the Chargers get down there and they had fourth down and 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 yards. And I'm like, how many times are you going to try this? A lot of people wondered about why they did and what was the strategy around that because I do believe it gave the Chiefs an advantage. Because they should have just taken the points. I mean, I can see going for it once, maybe twice, but you get down in that red zone and you clearly cannot punch it in because that Chiefs defense is is locking down. Take they're the really points. Good. Take they're, the they're, points. They're fabulous. Yes, they are. I've seen so many wonderful plays by the defensive team. Um, and you know, just, I don't know. I just think that, that the Chargers really missed their opportunity. That was not on, because all the players put it out on the field. In my opinion, that was poor play calling by the coach. I mean, because they, they laid it out on the field. Okay. They, you know, they did their, they put, they played their guts out. Right. But that coach for him to sit there and gamble four times and come away with nothing. You know, you kind of wonder, Teresa, when a quarterback is trying to win, you know, the game and they're doing everything to do that. And you've got a coach that's calling you know, the shots, you know, you kind of wonder when there's 
you know, those kinds of situations going on, if there's a lot of contention, intention, you know, between, you know, who's in control, the quarterback. I think it depends on the relationship with the quarterback and the coach. That's what I mean. And I was just curious. I mean, so you could see, you know, I could see some, depending on the quarterback and the coach, I could see maybe some differing opinions and maybe plays that maybe were going to be called by the coach that a quarterback may end up doing to make the team win. Well, the quarterback has the right to change the play if he doesn't like what he's seen. Right. But you wonder, I guess, what all was going through the head of that quarterback. I mean, he was a very, he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, he is. He is. And, but, and you, and you have to wonder, I think the only way I could even justify what we saw from on the Charger side was that coach had to have extreme trust in that quarterback and in that offensive line. You know what? No risk it, no biscuit to borrow the uh, phrase from uh, Bruce Arians of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what? Well, I'm just going to, I'm going to give you free reign. You go out, you try and punch it in. But at some point you got to go, okay, this isn't working. Let's change it up. Let's get the points and live to fight another day. Yeah. Well, I wonder what, you know, the quarterback is Justin Herbert. Um, and I'm just wondering what, you know, what kind of conversations they had after that game and, you know, what their thinking was because, geez, you know, they were so close. But I am, I am, I am so relieved that the Chiefs won that game and the way they won that game toward the end. And, you know, I think they're going into the next game on the 26th, which is this coming Sunday, which by the way, this is Christmas week. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness. We're approaching the end of the year. This is crazy. This is crazy. Um, But they will be playing on Sunday, you know, coming up. um, And, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that game goes. Mm -hmm. Who are they, who are they playing? Who are they playing this time? Steelers. Oh, that I, I, you know what? I've seen uh, Pittsburgh uh, play a little bit. I'm going to call that game and I'm going to say that's a Chiefs win because Pittsburgh is not what they used to be. They're playing them on the 26th. They're playing Cincinnati on January 2nd, which will be 2022. And they are playing Denver Broncos just in time for their quarterback to get back to health. Unless they put Drew Locke in, which they have played with Drew Locke before. And he's from Lee Summit, which is not but up the road from where I live. Right. Let's, let me think. Well, I mean, and, and honestly, I've seen the Bengals. Uh, in fact, Denver just finished playing the Bengals. Um, but I still have to give that to the Chiefs because... Uh, it was. I mean, the, the the game that I saw with the Bengals, it was such a low scoring game. They could not get a drive going really until the like the end. I've never really followed the Bengals that much. So I would have to say, hmm. I mean, the Bengals started out really well, but I think um, as long as the Chiefs don't like completely um, disintegrate and self destruct, I would have to say, okay, I would have to say tentatively, the Chiefs go three and zero. I, I, although, although I could definitely see a trap game with the Broncos if they're not careful. Well, here's the deal. Right now, the Chiefs are 10 and four. The Chargers are eight and six. Broncos are seven and seven. Raiders are six and seven. 
in their conference. Mm, so there's nothing. Okay. Thought. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so they're quite, they're leading. Um, I just think they're on an all time high and they're performing really well. And I think the team is, you know, doing what they should be doing. And I think it's, it's a concerted effort, as you know, when, you know, one member of a team is floundering or just not doing their job, then other team members have to pick it up, right? And carry the torch. And so let's just hope. But I will say right now we got in the AFC East, we've got leaders, uh, Patriots are there. Um, we've got the Bengals, AFC North. We've got the Titans on AFC South. And then we've got in the National Football Conference, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, which, oh, the Cowboys are right now the same uh, win and loss, 10-4 as the Cardinals, 10-4. and four. And then NFC North, the Packers, by the way, they could be emerging 11-3 and the Buccaneers, so are 10-4. So, ten, you know, Bucks and Cardinals and Cowboys are kind of right in the middle. Of are the there. Yeah. And the Packers are now immersing themselves uh, up into the top team in terms of record. Which means, which means if the players were to start today and the Cardinals got in, they'd end up probably going to Lambo, which I'm not thrilled about. And the Chiefs are 10 and 4, by the way. Yeah, so they're up there. So who knows what's going to happen? Okay. <laughs> Any given Sunday, right? Yeah. I digress. I digress. But there hey, we are. No, no, no. This is good stuff because, you know, we have to kind of monitor things as they progress. So, Michelle, you've picked a player to uh, highlight, and I would like to hear more about him. The reason I picked Zach Ertz is because he is a fairly new quarterback. Excuse me, not quarterback. Uh, Um, Tight end. Yeah, tight end. Sorry. Um, On the Arizona Cardinals because he was traded by the Philadelphia Eagles. And he was playing well when he left, you know, the Eagles. He had 579 receptions, 6,267 yards, 38 touchdowns, countless unforgettable moments. He had quite a legacy. And you know, him and his wife, Julie, um, they don't have any children, but they um, have operated a family foundation, which seeks to empower others by sharing faith, learning through sports, advancing education to build supportive community. And, you know, he has partnered and worked with pastors and the faith community there in Philadelphia, and he's working on um, building his platform, you know, along with his wife to share the gospel and to help impact lives. I think he believes from a lot of what I have picked up through sportsspectrum.com, which by the way, in our communications, um, whenever I speak about these players, I like to give credit to those, um, those you know, that, have researched or have communicated out or highlighted some of these players in their articles and everything. But this, uh, my understanding is that, you know, he's just a big um, gospel um, driven person. 
And he believes that discipleship should be the heart of every Christian. So he really gets into the word of God and he kind of has a lot of different um, contacts with other NFL players like Carson Wentz and, you know, some that we'll be talking about in the future. I just think that should be called out because, you know, he just joined the Cardinals. Um, I don't know if you've been watching him, um, but he gives glory to God. And I do know that he emphasizes the importance of God's word. Him and his wife, she plays competitive sports and they don't, my understanding is they don't have a traditional kind of marriage in terms, they're married and everything, but they both have sport careers. And so that takes them away a little bit, but she's a soccer star and, you know, she does lead others to Christ. And so she does, he does. And so I thought you'd be interested in knowing, you know, they've done some work in giving away free meals. They donate, you know, to high schools, you know, that have had equipment stolen. You know, they're just trying to live out their faith and use their platform for God's glory. And we need to let people know this. Well, and, you know, I love that because, I mean, you know, we see him on the field and he is a beast on the field when he I mean because he could catch a ball pick it out of the air and it is incredible to watch him but then when you also factor in what he does off the field living out his faith and doing uh things for the kingdom that's a guy I can really get behind you, you bet know? you can I mean and that's that's a pretty active faith role I mean, we're not talking just going to church on Sunday and like Sandy Williams says, dancing on the tables on you know, <laughs> Saturday night. I mean, I mean, he's he's very active for 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 God. Yeah, he strikes and me as Jesus. a very salt to the earth kind of guy. You know, like I'm just gonna go out and do my thing. I'm gonna try and bring the kingdom where I'm at, and um, and then I'm gonna go and. Uh, get between those white lines and and uh, play until I can't play no more. And that's, yeah. So, wow. Well, Zach Ertz, I, I'm so glad we were able to have some time and just look at him and look at his face and look at what he's doing. I absolutely love um, this format of do we express our absolute frustration with our with teams that completely uh, stink up the joint? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping the Cardinals can turn it around. I really want to see a win come this Saturday. I really do. Because, uh, you know, we're still one win and you're in. Please tell me you can't get a win in the next three games. I don't know enough about what transpired other than what you've shared here in terms of their performance. I would think this team that you're talking about with players like Zach Ertz and Kyler Murray and others like is it Buddha Baker? Buddha Baker. Um, we got um, oh man, we got so many. We just got uh, Chase Edmonds back. That guy can run. We've got yeah. You know, I I mean, their spirit of wanting. I mean, who knows why their energy was so low and what happened there? They have to get their mojo back. They have to get their drive and their win and their you know. It's just. Maybe they're just all tired. I hope it's not a COVID breakout, to be honest with you. 
I hope it's not a COVID situation, which could be why their energy was so low. I mean, we cannot not remember that COVID is rampant and going, you know, with what's transpiring out there now, especially with what we've seen with the Rams. And so maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe there are players coming down with it. Right. There are, there were some players on the Cardinals that got, uh, they had to go on COVID protocols. So there is that. I mean, yeah. So, but I think we better bring this thing to a close. Michelle, it has been so much fun. Uh, just, just, just sitting here and talking football. Oh yeah. That's why we're doing this show. I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy, but it is what it is. And, you know, I just don't, think that the conversations that we have around what we're seeing and the field and the players that are playing and our love for the game and you know I I think our audience is growing isn't it yeah it is it is it it is definitely growing um and you guys can subscribe to us on Facebook if you so choose um there's plenty of places you know and Please, if you guys do not mind, share the show. If we're, if we're offering you some value, please share. We would love to uh, uh, impact some other audiences. If you want us to highlight another player, please let us know. Um, you can you can send us a DM at, to at Blazing Guts on Twitter. That's, that's one of the best ways to reach us right now. Uh, and we are going to be bringing on some special, like, uh, advertisers, you know, sponsors, that kind of thing. Uh but but that's not coming until probably after the new year. So in the meantime, uh, if you want to uh, help us keep the lights on, please feel free. Uh, it'll help us with the hosting because believe it or not, hosting a podcast ain't cheap. No. <laughs> it, or time. Our time, you know, we are. Yeah. And the investigation, the research and keeping up on all the teams. It's all of that is all, although we love it. Oh, we love it. We do it. We do. We'll do it regardless. But, you know, we'll do it regardless because we love the game. Uh, but guys, honestly, if you tell us what teams you want us to cover, we want to know. Uh, you could also find us on Facebook at Blazing Guts. Uh, so reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Till then, I'm Teresa Blaze, along with Michelle Saunders Guts. We're out. Bye. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. And if you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it.